tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we have three cast members from bravo's new that's right there's a new bravo show and really do we have to say anything else but we have three cast members from bravo's new show love match atlanta please welcome mink lark joseph dixon and shay primus hi hey going on david Welcome, welcome, welcome behind the velvet rope. How are you guys doing today? What is going on? It's beautiful (laughs) here in Atlanta. It's a beautiful day. Right. Listen. Is it? Listen. It's well, I was gonna say I'm 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 in New York City and it's freezing here. So it's not freezing. No, it's not freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's approaching the 70s. We're getting back to the 70s. Yeah, Yeah. it's gonna be nice. This this weekend is going to be nice. This is why you guys don't live in the Northeast. Well, listen. Oh, you did. Well, so then you understand what's happening in New York City right now. So I get it. (laughs) Shout out New Jersey. I mean, listen, welcome to Behind the Velvet Rope. Welcome to the game. Welcome to reality TV. Welcome to Bravo. Like, just welcome, you guys. I mean, thank you. And listen, Love Match Atlanta, May 8th is premiering. What a time slot right after Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Prime spot, prime location. I'm excited. I mean, are you guys excited? Are you doing anything fun for the premiere? Are you having a party together? Are each of you having your separate parties? We're super excited. And I think we're still trying to find out about the premiere. Um, We're still going over that. But if not, I probably will do like a Facebook Live or something like that if we decide not to. So we have options. Well, we do have options. We are trying to plan a premiere because ideally we would all like to watch it together, invite our family, friends, invite some press who would love to do that. But we've got to get the green light from Bravo. So once we get that, we can move forward. Logistics. Well, listen, I have watched the first episode. I cannot wait to talk all about what I have seen. I saw some coming attractions. But before we get there, like as we learned in, you know, the first episode in the coming attractions, Ming, you say it's all about love. So I want to know just from each of you, how did each of you get into the matchmaking business? Okay, I'll start. (laughs) Well, let me correct it. 
because it's not right on bravotv.com. <laughs> well, I was in a long-term relationship for about maybe four years with this guy and we ended up breaking up. So after the breakup, I wanted to meet people outside of my circle. So I went to this well-known matchmaking company in Atlanta and I paid them thousands of dollars to match me up with someone that I was compatible with. And on my first date, it was a total no. I was like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> this is not what I asked for. You know, good and well, this is, he would not, it's not somebody I would go out with. So I went back to them and I was very disappointed and they had a hard time matching me on dates. So after that, you know what I said? I can do this and I can do it better. Mm. And I also said, there's something missing in the market. So I started the first multicultural interracial focused matchmaking company in existence. So that's how Colorblind International was started. Awesome. That's a great story name. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> what about you, Shay? So um, I am surrounded by beautiful, handsome, successful people here in Atlanta, um, successful professional people who are single. Um, you know, it, my circle is just that. That's my circle. And um, people were always asking me, you know, if I had a party, for example, hook me up with that person, hook me up with the girl in the red dress, hook me up with the guy in the blue suit. And then I was just like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I should just do it for money. So I went and got certified and became a matchmaker. And my business specifically um, focuses on middle-class professionals because that is my circle. That's, those are my friends. And I wanted to help my friends essentially find love. Awesome, awesome. Me personally, similar to me, I, I, it was subsequent. Like I, I filled a void, you know. Um, as you know, I'm the founder of RBL Dating App, which stands for Real Black Love. And um, maybe a couple years in, you know, a, after me launching RBL, I had more people coming to me and saying, "Hey, Joseph, I love what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I want what you're offering, but I don't want to be on a dating app per se. <laughs> you know, I want something a little bit more discreet, a little bit more private." You know, can you help me out? And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at, at putting people together because I've done it in the past. You know, college, well, I'll get in that story later. But, um, you know, so I say, you know what? I tried this out and I was good at it. And I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can do this professionally. And here we are uh, about seven, eight years later um, as a professional matchmaker. Wow. Well, from watching this pilot episode, you know, what stuck out to me is, you know, all of the three of you, you know, your success rate, you know, you guys said was like the high 80s to the 90s, which I was just blown away by that. So that means like if someone is listening now and they pay any of the one of three of you and they sign up, it's like we have like almost a 90% chance as a, a client of any of your services to find love. Mm -hmm. absolutely well for me i'm not going to take you if i think i can't match you right. so i'm already going to eliminate you know if you're somebody i don't think i can match i'm never going to take you so if i accept you it's because i believe i can match you right yes. mm -hmm. yeah I'm, a, I'm sorry okay. go ahead okay. no you go well yeah i don't um, to, to echo what shay's saying i'm the same way now every now and then you get someone that uh pulls a you know what's it called a bait and switch <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've had one of those recently where I was like, okay, I thought it was going to be easy match and then it turned into a hell, you know? But uh, other than that, you know, you want to, you want to take clients on that you feel that you can actually be successful with um, and, and making sure that they're successful because it, it's our, about our business, you know, people, even though it's a private, you know, discreet thing, people talk, you know, so you definitely want to make sure you're satisfying your clients. Sure. And the same for me, I feel like if I can't, match you in most cases and like he said we do get some bait and switch 
some people get into the process and they go, oh, well, I'm not ready. Then, you know, we go through the changes, but we try to make sure, I try to make sure that I'm taking on a client that I can be successful with and help them find love. Right. And we even saw that in the pilot too. You know, you guys said like, look, if I really don't think you can help someone, you're not going to take yeah. them on. Right. So we didn't fire somebody the first episode. So Ooh, I will not waste my time because guess what? Time is precious and valuable. Like, hold up. Did she really fire somebody on the first damn episode? You know, I hire people all the time too. To, to, to Ming's point, I'm right with you. I mean, some people are not coachable. They don't accept your feedback. They don't want to change. And it's like, if you want to keep doing what you've been doing, Stop wasting my time. Exactly. That part. So like when you, before we get, cause I got something to say about Ming firing this gentleman, I've got <laughs> stuff to say about that. But before we get, so like when yeah. someone comes to you, you know, here someone is blah, blah. What is it that maybe gets someone, you know, what do you look for in terms of like, I don't want this client. Like I cannot help them. Like what are the red flags? Uh, for me, as um, I said on my last interview, you have to look at the patterns a pattern of behavior. To me, if they're going from relationship to relationship, relationship to relationship, and then you point out some things that are prohibiting them from having success, and then they don't want to hear it, that's a problem for me. Because most people come to matchmakers because they're unsuccessful. So we're here to guide you, give you advice, you know, and then put the qualified matches in front of you. And hopefully from that, you'll have success. But if they're, like she said, not coachable, then that's a no-no for me. Yeah. You know, honestly, um, this is going to sound a little um, oh boy. pretentious. No, but we know <laughs> we know our market. And honestly, this they, matchmaking is in the beauty industry, too. So if someone comes to me and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to be able to match you because you're I don't have anyone in my database that would want you. Um, you know, then I'm going to I'm a straight shooter. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that I honestly don't have anyone in my database, you know, for you. I'm sorry. And that's the truth. I'm not going to I'm not going to take your money and I'm not going to waste your time if I know I don't have anybody I can match you with. To, to Shay's point, um, you know, people come to matchmakers and they think, OK, I'm giving you this all this money. You have to find me what I want. No, those people have to want you back. Right. Absolutely. It's not a one way street. Um, I was all me personally. I, I don't take on clients who have a laundry list of of this person that they want me to find. Like I can't find your unicorn. They don't exist. So if it's something that is, is, is legitimate, like if you're looking, you know, I always say establish your needs before your wants. If we could establish those needs and I could find those needs, sometimes those wants you be out the door. You know what I'm saying? But if it's a laundry list of, you know, he, 20 little checkpoints. Nah, we're, we're not even going there. Like, yeah. You have to be, um, like Joseph said, the market has to want you to, you can have a demand, but you, you know, the market has to yield itself to you. So if you want, you know, I want Denzel Washington and you know, I, I, tell, like I told a guy this just the other day, he said he wanted a Beyonce. I was like, do you have Jay-Z money? No, he did not. So you cannot get a Beyonce. I mean, it's just as simple as that. I mean, you, we have to be able to be honest with our folks as well. Me, you, know, you had yeah, you had some reactions to those statements. Well, you know, Shay is a straight shooter, and I'm more of that sugar and spice, and then I fire you. But <laughs> there's a way to do it. Um, so no, I just I'm just listening. I think she's just a, sh a straight shooter, which is nothing wrong with that, and I can be, but I'm a little sweeter with it. I think. Yeah, and I think too, Ming, I think your clients don't expect you to talk to them that way. When they're paying you a certain amount of money, you might not be able to say that. Well, actually, I don't I know. 
And I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how do you have that conversation where someone, you know, walks in and, you know, maybe thinks they're like a Denzel, but they're really not a Denzel or they think they're like a Beyonce, but they're not. Mm-hmm. What do you, I mean, since you're a straight shooter, Shay, and I mean, you know. No, this is what I say. When you walk down the street or you go into the mall, do you have people like trying to approach you, trying to get your number? No. Well, I can't make them want you. If people don't want you, you right now, I can't, I'm not a magician. I can't make them want you. So don't think because you come to me and you're paying me thousands of dollars, all of a sudden you're going to be more attractive. Now I will coach you. We will go through, you know, your wardrobe. I'll make sure you're mentally, emotionally ready. But some things I can't fix. Sometimes you need to go to a personal trainer. Sometimes you need to go to the dentist. Sometimes, you know, there's some things that we have to do to make ourselves more attractive. I mean, that's just real. You know, I I had a client. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm saying to input as far as um, attraction is, some things is attractive to some people, some things are not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, He's an eye of the beholder. Literally five foot four, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say that again, he's five foot four. So he's a hard match, but we were able to find a woman that looked past his height because she, she, she wanted other things as well. Okay. Um, but for the most part, a lot of stuff comes down to, um, attraction and looks. I mean, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, the first thing you see somebody, you see the looks, right? Um, but if you're looking for more, you know, the intangible things as well, then, you know, I, I wouldn't mind working with you, but if you come to me and you're five foot four, and you're looking for Beyonce and looking, you have all this, you know, this long checklist as well. Like, okay, you know, let's, 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 let's level the uh, expectations a little bit. Right. <laughs> because that woman who's Beyonce, she could literally get any one man out here for herself. You know, uh, you know, everybody has their preferences. So she may want a six foot guy and she has the right to say that I want a six foot guy. Cause she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. And these guys are courting her and, 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 you know, what I'm saying David. Yeah, I do. <laughs> what percentage well, I was just going to say, like, what percentage approximately is in this category of not being realistic? Like, do you guys turn away? I'm just curious, like 10 percent, 50 percent of the people that walk through the door? I would probably say 50 percent for me. Um, I'm real selective and I only have so many memberships per year that I uh, actually work with. Um, so I'm very selective because, right. again, my time is valuable and it's not something that you can get back. I learned that very early on in life. So I don't waste it. Right. Me personally, um, that's a good question, David. But I would just say that I have a huge database right now of people looking to, <laughs> to have for my services. I, I, you know, I'm a CEO of, of a day nap. I, I have the matchmaking. I have a son. You know, I have a lot going on. So I really, I'm like with me. I don't take on, I maybe take on maybe two or three clients at a time. And uh, four or five is stretching it, really stretching it. So. I'm the same way. Um, if, if, if 10 people approach me at one time, I'll probably take two to three of them. Um, so I guess, I guess probably I'm along with Ming as well. 50% of the people that come, I do not accept either. Wow. Is, is the physical qualities like, you know, look, when someone comes in, right. And they say like, I want this, I want them to be, you know, between five, nine and five, nine and a half. I don't want five, 10. I don't want five, eight. And it's just oh boy. so right. Is that like, yeah, that is one, that, that inch makes a difference, right? Ooh. Right. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. When I decided to partner with Dame Products after hearing so many great things about them, you know Dame, that company that helps you discover your pleasure with their thoughtfully engineered toys? Well, they decided to send me a bunch of samples. Now, when these products arrived, I happen to have three of my friends over. Literally, I've never seen a cat fight between these three friends of mine. They are speaking now, but it was touch and go there for a minute. So listen, everyone went home with something. So, you know, but listen, one of my friends went home with the Eva. Now, the Eva... Let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. The Eva is the first hands-free vibrator for couples. So she's in a relationship, so she got the Eva. That makes sense. Another one of my friends who isn't in a relationship, she took home the Palm. Palm is kind of like the opposite of the Eva. It's, you know, something you use when you're alone. My last friend who was there, don't feel sorry for her. She took home the Arc. It's a strong curve vibrator that finds, well, the perfect spot. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days. So your satisfaction is literally guaranteed, ladies. Listen, power up your pleasure with the Palm, the Eva, or any of their other toys from Dame Products. That's D-A-M-E. Go to dameproducts.com and enter code VELVETROPE today for 15% off site-wide. That's Dame Products, D-A-M-E dot com. Enter code Velvet Rope and get 15% off site-wide. Well, staring into Zooms five days a week hosting this podcast really has got me very critical about every inch of my face and my hair. And really, that's why I started using Whey. Now, let me tell you about this. Whey's thick and full supplements are amazing. They're vegan. They're once-a-day supplements with zero flavor in a good way, and they support thicker, fuller, and healthier hair, something that's really important to me. They help reduce the appearance of shredding and support hair strength. Now, also something that I live and swear and die by is Whey Scalp Serum. The Scalp Serum, I've noticed, not only does it help my hair feel stronger, but it helps it look fuller, hello, through like a healthy, hydrated, and balanced scalp. Both of these products for me have worked wonders, and I have found them to be a great solution for promoting the appearance of thicker, fuller, and healthier hair. So now when I stare at myself all day interviewing all these guests, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little happier with what I see. Grow all the way with Waze Scalp Serum and Thick and Full Supplements. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use code VELVETROPE to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, code VELVETROPE. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, is that the common thing that kind of rules people out? Like, oh my God, or is it a lot of other things? Right. With with me, it, like for instance, I treat women that come for my services different than I treat men. Like if you're a, a upstanding, outstanding man, you have a lot of qualities about yourself. We look at the what you do for a living because women are attracted to status, money, and looks. That's just what it is. Those are the three things. So if you have one of those three things, I can work with you. When it comes to women, you know... <clears throat> I had to really get on the phone, phone to listen, really listen to them and dive into who they are and what they're about. I just don't go truly off the list because every man's different. Like, you know, all men don't want the Beyonce hourglass figure. They want someone that may have to be a little bit more thicker or, you know, it, it, it just, it is what it is. But, um, but for men, it, it definitely, I, I, you know, face value, I look and see, see what he's about. Um, you know, and I don't think, you know, cause that's the thing. I think the difference between online dating and matchmaking because I'm your salesperson. So 
when you come to me, I'm going to sell you to the, to the person I think is the best for you. That's what you're, you're paying me for. That's different from a dating app, right? The dating app is somebody just looking at your picture, swipe, swipe, swipe. When you're coming to me, I'm going to sell my client. I'm going to take some really good pictures of you. And I'm going to say, Hey, David, meet this woman. She will be perfect for you because of X, Y, Z. I'm going to sell her to you. You're going to want to know her. You're going to want to meet her. Um, so I think that's the difference. So I don't think it's solely on looks because we can sell your qualities. We can sell your attributes. Now, here's the thing. Men don't always care about women's accolades and your degrees and how many homes you own and how much money. Men don't care about that. Men can typically be visual. Women do care about those accolades. You know, where did he go to school? What kind of car does he drive? Where does he live? What does he do for a living? So understanding what our clients want and what matters is just helpful for us to know what to sell to, to the opposite sex or same sex, whatever we're working with. And for me, I'm going to represent you first, and then I'm going to sell you. <laughs> so hopefully through me, they can go, okay, they know what to expect in my clients. What about, and maybe this applies to you a little less, Shay, because I know your you know, entire model and name of the company is middle-class matchmaking, but so let's just take the looks out of it. And since we're all so honest here, what about like cold, hard cash? Like how many people come to you? And I don't know if this is a difference, like not to be stereotypical with like men and women, like you were talking about, but you know, where they're just like, look, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I want the Jay-Z money. So where's that? Like how, how often does money come into the conversation? They want it all the time. I mean, all my clients want in with money. You know what I mean? Of course. And they, they kind of expect that when they come get in the database. But for me, I work with 90 something percent men. You know what I mean? Like 95% of my clients are men. And then I have women that go into my database. But yeah, the ladies, they want men with money and status. You know, that's what they want. And you're right, David. My women are very different. So my women usually are women who have money. So they might, well, when I say relative, relatively speaking, they might make, you know, mid six figures, for example, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not necessarily looking for a man to make what they make. They're, they're wanting a partnership. They want, they, they typically say to me, I want a man who's not intimidated by my money. So mm -hmm. I typically get really successful women who want a man who would be okay with their success. And so sometimes that's coaching I have to do with the man. Like, look, She's good. She doesn't care about your money. She has her own. Are you going to be okay with that? Okay. Because this woman may have three or four properties and et cetera, et cetera. She didn't care about that. She just wants someone to be a partner for her to accept her, you know, so it just kind of depends on what we're looking at. Right. I'm in both of those. <laughs> so. But in most cases, women are only going to date, especially successful women who are going to date at their level or above. They don't try to go down. Because oh, my women will. Because <laughs> my women will. Because you know why, I me? Mean? Because they feel like I can't. So here's the thing. And I think what you're doing is smart because you have widened the pool with the different races and cultures. But if we stay in the African-American community, these women feel like I know I can't get someone who makes what I make. I know I'm 1% of the population. So I'm not asking you to give me him. Give me Joe that works at the post office make 60,000 a year. He's going to be stable. He's going to be at home, take, taking care of the kids. Give me Joe. So they'll, they'll come to me and say, Shay, he doesn't have to make what I make. I just want him to be home and be a good father for my children. So I do match that way all the time. Okay. Okay, girl. 
what well Ming Ming is like, well, that's right. I Ming is having a okay. Sounds amazing. She matches a different demographic, you know, it's a different demographic. So the the it'll look different, you know. Right. What about, you know, like we said in the first episode, Ming, you did, you know, unfortunately let this gentleman go. Um, I think he was 47 and he, you know, was saying he wanted 27. Maybe he would date up to 28. I mean, I guess 40, that's, yeah. He was so, 49. Oh, he was 49. Excuse <laughs> me. So is that like, how do you guys, I mean, how does that work? Like you said, like, I think you said, Joseph, like on the bait and switch. And like, when you let this guy go, Ming, like, yeah. You know, when Troy first came to me, he had been dating younger women. And I mean, really young, much younger than he is. And he said that he was looking for a woman who was nurturing, wanted to be there for, yes, children, you know, two daughters who wanted to be there for the daughters. You know, he wanted a woman, but that's not what he ended up doing. So, you know, I felt as though he wasn't serious. So I fired him because again, I'm not going to waste my time because it is what valuable and I can't what get it back. So when he wasn't willing to do what I asked him to do, I had to give him his papers. Oh boy. <laughs> that was yeah. the end of it, right? Yeah. And I want, I, I work with him on coaching him and he didn't want to get fired. He said, Ming, listen, I don't want to go to anybody else. I don't want to leave. But at the same time, you don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? Your mind, you don't want to straighten out that brain. And get it right and get it focused and so you know he wants what he wants but i'm not able to do that for him what about you know once you take someone on because like we also learn from i also i i also learned from watching this episode you know it's not just matchmaking you guys like i think you were saying shay like you offer like makeover services and dating coaching and what do people do like once you're on the date like here we are you've taken the person they're trying to listen to you they go on the first date like what things do you guys see that people do wrong like a dating like not doesn't even have to be the first date like what are some well, things in they this do wrong? social media culture a lot of women are on their phones the whole time um you know you could be they i get women so let me say this they didn't show this on air but i usually send my clients on a mock date so i can test these things out but you have people that show up with clothes that are too short, too tight, you know, um, men who are leaving their wallets behind, you know, all of these little no's, chewing gum really loud, popping bubbles at the table. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff people do that are like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client that showed up in scrubs to his date. I was extremely pissed. (laughs) (laughs) oh I lit into him I'm like you mean to tell me that you didn't take the opportunity to stop go home change your clothes and get appropriate for your date so it didn't end well for him after I got the news I was pissed but yeah they'll do some crazy things and they will show up different ways you know so yeah (laughs) a lot of people misrepresent representing who they are you know I tell everybody be yourself your full self from the first date because the whole goal is to have somebody fall in love for who you are, right? Of a representative. So why waste all this, you know, two, three weeks, and then all of a sudden you finally, you know, bring out your true character and true personality, and then that person doesn't like you. You guys both waste each other's time. So um, I tell people all the time, just show up as, your, as yourself. You know, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm a jokester. I, I got a great sense of humor. I laugh. I like to joke. So if I'm at a table with a woman who's dry sense of humor, we're not going to work. But I'm going to put that on display from the first date, and I just tell my clients to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. 
Do you guys find that there's no difference between men and women as far as who is the more difficult client or is there a, are women more difficult or men? I, I, I personally, again, my clients for men are like 90 something percent, 95%. <laughs> so that tells you right there. I prefer to work for the man, <laughs> for men, you know, uh, for me, I think they're a little easier to work with than women um, again. And they also do the choosing. So it makes my job a little easier. I know when they come to me, they're usually serious about finding a match. In most cases, again, as you saw the, the show, every now and then one sneaks in <laughs> who says that they're serious, but they're not serious. And I have to go through that with them. But in most cases, when they come to me, they're really wanting to find a special someone and fall in love and get married and then right off into the sunset. So, you know, that's my job. I love it, you know? So yeah, I think men are easier. I, I agree. Men are typically easier. I agree with Ming on that. Um, only because when, when a man comes to me and he's paying me, he is ready. He's like, right. look, I've been out there. I've been in the clubs. I've been on these apps. Nothing is working. Find my wife. And mm -hmm. I can bet when I match him and it's a successful match, I get six months later, I get an invitation to the wedding. I mean, they're serious. It's like, he's like, you know what? It's time for me to find my wife. And they're like, they can have that intention and go forward with this process in a way that women just can't because we can think you're the one, but oh, well, I don't know. Times are changing. Women are proposing these days, but typically, traditionally, women have to wait. On no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> you see the eyes. Right, yeah. right, right. No, I'm, I'm saying, you know, I know times are changing and we're probably going to see more, more of that. Women I, I hope not. They, they they're halfway they're halfway to divorce if they do it but uh, that's men be men please ladies yeah yeah, yeah. um more oh, people being whoever they are be who you are me personally <laughs> men. you know what i thought that men were easier to match um you know the first couple of men and clients i had they were much easier than the women i had and then I, I got some men clients that were just i mean they wouldn't even get on the phone with the person i'm like this is everything you wanted such and such and it's just one little thing they're like no no so to me I think, I think, Touche's point, when a man comes to matchmaking, it's because he's looking for a wife. Like, when women come to matchmaking, they're looking for more dating options, right? Uh, because it's not, as a black man, a, a, a high caliber black man that has a lot of things going on himself, it's not easy, it's not hard for a man to find a date, right? But if he's looking for that right woman and, and, and looking for marriage, then if he comes to us, he's like, this is what I want. And like Shay said, they'd be married within six months because they're intentional about it, you know? But you know, I, I've, I've had I've had horror stories both ways. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but that's back to your point, David. When people start nitpicking, like in the example Joseph gave, if I if you tell me exactly what you want, and I sent you somebody who was everything, and you nitpicked them for one thing, you're probably on your way out. Because I'm going to tell you like this: Hold up, don't waste my time. You told me that's what you wanted. I gave it to you. If you're not going to be accepting the people I send you, you're going to be let go. And like Ming said, there are no refunds. <laughs> so they might want to get on board or they can go. Yeah. Especially wow. if you're curious about finding someone. Yeah. Do you think there's anything about me which is a calm, relaxed, chilled out person by nature? I mean, do you? I'm waiting for the answer. No. And I've tried so many things to help me calm down and to help me sleep. Warm baths candles, 
everything else, none of it works. The thing that has helped me more than anything is the Calm app. It's the number one mental wellness app that gives you the tools to improve the way that you feel. So the Calm app for me helped me reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations. I've done, a, there's, they have these curated music tracks that you listen to and they just help you like rest and recharge. And they also have imaginative sleep stories. So it's actually helped me sleep. It's just awesome. <sighs> Takes the edge off guys. Now for listeners of the show, Calm is offering an exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. You go to calm.com slash velvet rope. You go to calm.com slash velvet rope for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash velvet rope. Being is reality TV for your ears. That's right. Instead of watching it on your screen, like we love to do with The Real Housewives every week. Now you can listen. That's right. Being is an innovative new audio format like no other podcast you ever heard. You listen in on people's lives. That's right. This season, it's Being Trans. Meet Chloe, Jeffrey, Mariana, and Cy. Over the course of six episodes, you get to be a fly on the wall. And what do we love better? For their most intimate conversations and unscripted raw moments. It really is like what we do and watch on the TV. We now can listen in podcast format. It's such a genius idea, really. Listen, you'll ride alongside all of these wonderful people as they handle health, family, relationships, love lives, friendships, and of course, there's drama and everything else that comes from living life as a transgender person in Los Angeles. From Lemonada Media's Being Studios, this is an audio reality version of what we all love. This is Being Trans. Being Trans is out now wherever you get your podcasts. What about, I think we saw this with the duo in the premiere episode. I think it happened with them where they had that woman, I believe it was. So like they matched her up and it was, it was kind of like a match on both sides, the man and the woman. What about when people come to you? You know, I think Shay, you said, you know, most people pay like three to 5,000. We have no idea what Ming charges or you, Joseph, but I'm sure it's right up there. So, you know, and I know it's Ming not- Ming is way up there. That's- <laughs> That's- I have a range, Okay. A range. A range. <laughs> That's way up there. <laughs> a range of way up there. So like, you know, like I think I would think that people would come to you no matter what it is and say like, okay, well, wow, you found me the Beyonce or the Jay-Z on the first, but you know what? Let's see what's behind door number. Like I'm going to keep this person, but let's keep going. So how yep. do you handle that? Yeah. And when that happens, I tell them to go to a dating app because it's not a dating app. Right. Um, because they think they're paying you, you know, oh, like I had one client nearly, I found I found him a great catch and things of that nature. And then right after the first day, he's like, oh, so who you got after that? I'm like, what do you mean? You're not even giving this woman a full, you know, possibility of, of, of being a great catch for you. You know, vet her, court her, <laughs> and do things the right way. This is not a dating app. If you, if you want to swipe left, swipe right, then go to dating app. But if you want true matchmaking and you want to find that perfect person, that takes time. That takes courting. You got to really get to know that person. Um, so he was a little upset, but he understood what I was saying. No, and that's why I have a five uh, introduction cutoff. After I've introduced you to five people, our contract is fulfilled. And honestly, it's easy for me to send you on five dates. If I'm being completely honest, I can send anybody on five dates. So that's really not hard for me. But if I, if I, after I've given you your five, I'm done. 
because people will continue. Well, give me another, give me another, give me another. And they're not ready. That just tells me you're not ready because I'm already doing the work to screen this person and make sure this person is ready and meets all your qualifications. And you're just, you know, next, next, next. This is not that. No. For me, I'm a little bit different. I think that to a certain degree, um, there's numbers, you know what I mean? So my thing is I'll send you out on a date. There may not be any chemistry on that date. And if you want to go out with someone else in my database, because they're trying to fill you out and what you have for them as much as you're trying to fulfill what they're looking for. So I don't have a problem with they going, okay, I liked her, but I still may want to see whom else you may have in your database. So I don't really have a problem with that because they're still searching for that right person. And so I don't, it's, sometimes you don't get on the first date, you don't get on the second date, you don't, you don't get on the third, and the, but the fourth one is a charm. So I don't have a problem with fulfilling the matches. And that's why I charge what I charge because we can do this. You know what I mean? Let's go, you know, and I'm, I'm all for it because I want you to find the right person, you know, and I don't want you, it's not a, it's not a, I don't feel like you can go, this is the right person for you. You know, I ha they have to feel that. So I, hey, I have 10 matches, 20 matches. You know, we can go all day, you know. <laughs> and as long as I get you matched and get you married, I'm good. <laughs> Shay is like, I'm going to stick to my five role. No, absolutely. No, but, but also, but also I'm, I'm a 10th of Ming's uh, price for, you know what I'm saying? So you pay, right. you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, I, I can't afford to, give you a hundred thousand matches. I just can't like literally I'm going to give you your five and our program is done. And don't, don't get me wrong. I have my limits, but what I'm saying to you is I do have packages with different amount of matches for you because I want you to find the right one. Totally. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever to that extent? Cause you say like, look, people come to you for help. You guys are the experts. If they don't follow or, you know, in a way you do know more than the person that's unsuccessfully dated for a very long time. So mm -hmm. have you guys ever sent someone on like a counter date in a sense, like maybe more, this is a question for you, Shay, or, you know, you Joseph, if you have a limit, like where it's like, I know that first person and you're telling me that first person is phenomenal. So I'm not going to send you on a date with someone that I know you're not going to like. And it's going to show you how much you like this first person because we do have a five limit and we're not going forever over here. I do it all the time. So, <laughs> so for example, like, like I matched this woman with this guy. He is perfect for her. I'm talking about check every box. And she's like, you know, he just didn't have enough swagger. Like, I just want somebody that's a little bit more street. And I'm like, what? You're a freaking surgeon. What do you need a street dude for? I mean, like, it's random stuff. So then I'll send her with Mr. Street Dude, just so she can come back and be like, give me Adam. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> let's switch. Well, I do love Sometimes opposites attract. <laughs> no, it does. But I knew that he wasn't going to be the one. And he wasn't. He wasn't the right one. For understand, but sometimes that's yeah, I've, I've never done that, but it's hilarious, though. Yeah. I mean, so you guys are, you know, living the dream, running your businesses. It's all about love. So then Bravo comes a knocking. Did you guys, were you guys, did any of you watch like Bravo? Were you into reality TV before getting involved with this show? I was not into reality TV at all. No. Um, I watched it some. Um, I had some of my favorite shows, but I wasn't like really, really vested into, rea into reality. But I watched stuff for you. Like I told most interviewers, it matters who I'm dating at the time. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> you know, I like, like, I know a lot of the first four seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I watched a little bit of the New Jersey. I watched some of the uh, Potomac, 
And then, of course, you know, I do watch reality, but not since of the, the Bravo beforehand, the Bravo type of reality. You know, I do like Discovery Channel reality and things of that nature. I'm like a big outdoors person and stuff like that. So, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely watching a lot more now. Just put it that yeah, way. Yeah, since, <laughs> since, since, being, since filming um, and right. right before filming, I got really into all, like I know all the Bravo shows now, but prior to being approached for this opportunity, I was not into reality TV at mm-hmm. all. Other than, of course, your own show, do you have a favorite Bravo show that you watch now? Yeah, I love Potomac. Um, and I'm really, I really like um, Beverly Hills. Like, I really enjoy Be- Beverly Hills was sizzling this year. So I watch Potomac, I watch Beverly Hills, and of course, Atlanta got to show hometown love to, to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And mine is Million Dollar Listing. I love that show. <laughs> Do you have a preference between the LA or the New York version? They're both phenomenal. I love New York because I'm from Jersey. <laughs> I love New York. The million yeah. dollar listings are great. Frederick left and went to. Uh, I used to watch it. And I was like, no. oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I was just saying that I used to watch the million dollar listings as well. Um, so I've watched literally all of them. You know, I, I just never like binged watch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to be sitting my butt there that time in that period to watch the show. Um, but yeah, since, like I said, since we've been taping, I've definitely got onto Potomac a lot. I like Below Deck and um, yeah. Below Deck is funny. They're all good. <laughs> well, you know, did you know, listen, we've seen, you know, I saw the first episode. I saw, you know, what's to come for the season. Did you guys look, this is Bravo. So, you know, love is love, but of course we have some drama amongst all of you and the duo. Did you guys know what you were getting into? I mean, it seems like most of you knew each other before, but did you realize like this was going to have some drama associated with it once we started? I was was sold a bill of goods, honey. They told me that I would be like million dollar listing for matchmaking. And honey, (laughs) it's so different. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with me. I didn't, I was like trying to figure out. And I, in fact, Joseph, Joseph and I had this conversation. I was like, where are they going to get the drama from? Because we're not full of drama. Just, just in and of ourselves. I was like, how are they going to, are they going to fabricate the drama? I really thought they were going to make it up or script it. When I tell you, I don't know how they do it, but the drama comes, the drama comes. It is real. It's authentic. Well, it's not scripted. But I didn't know how it was going to happen. I was so clueless. Right, David. So, I, you know, me and Shay go back like years and years. And, you know, I told I said, Shay, this is Bravo. Like, <laughs> this is Bravo. Like, let's, 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 let's not get it twisted. They're not going to turn into TLC overnight. You know what I'm saying? This is Bravo. So there's going to be drama. And me, me and Shay, we went at it this season. You know, we're oh, good yeah. now. But, you know, we went at it. And, you know, Shay and me went at it. And But at the end of the day, I, I think we're all better friends now. <laughs> yeah. They were bullying me. Uh, Ming, stop it. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Joseph and I were, and I will tell you that the drama you see with us is real. Like I, I could not stand him while we were filming. Like I really, literally every, every bit of shade I threw was from the heart. I had every bit of kiss and make up. Whatever, Ming. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, we were definitely frenemies during the taping. I, I Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I but love that's how my we, brother. That's my brother. We're like literally two days apart, like literally. Yeah, so yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to get back. This is our relationship. We have ups and downs, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how Joseph, the straight man in this group, is the one telling everyone how it's going to work on Bravo. I mean, that's... <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and, and, imagine, and imagine me going through the season with it, right? <laughs> like, 
Well, we have already seen some drama. I mean, you know, Joseph is coming to you, Shay, and with this brilliant idea of like, let's all share referrals. He yeah. finds out on camera, you guys are already sharing referrals. And now we get into this match. It's like drama plus drama. Now we get into this matchmaker certificate, <laughs> which I mean, apparently you don't have. Ming doesn't have it either though. Oh, first of all, yes, I do. Back oh, you up, do? Boom. Back up, boom. Of course oh, I do. Good. I've been bashing since 2010. Don't do me. Oh, okay. Joseph is the only one who is not. Well, I'm, the one. <laughs> You're the only one out here naked, baby. Okay, so I'm the only one without the certificate. You're all right, keep going. Naked. Keep going, David. <laughs> you tried it, no man. No, sir. Listen. I, I, I will stand alone, and I will stand hard, too. Let's go. Do it, man. Do it, Joseph. <laughs> I hate to open old wounds, so I'm so sorry. But well, no, you know, I, I I never took it too serious. You know, it's, it's not that serious. Go ahead, bro. But also, you know, we we saw with you, you know, Joseph, like stuff with the duo. You know, apparently you guys have this complicated history, and you know mm -hmm. they think that you stole their idea for a VIP area mm -hmm. on your <laughs> app. I mean, talk to me about your relationship with the duo. <sighs> Well, now we're doing the taping. <laughs> we're good now. We're good now. No, I mean, I know. I mean, during the taping, you know, like I said, this is reality TV. I didn't know what the hell I was getting myself into. Now I know. But <laughs> at the time, um, you know, we 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 have a we 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 we're all in Charlotte, North Carolina, right? And the matchmaking industry is very very small. They reached out to me a long time ago, maybe six seven years ago. Um, they're saying they're reaching out to me to provide a service to my app. I'm saying they reached out to me because they needed um, referrals, which most matchmakers do. I mean, I get matchmakers all the time. Literally, I just had one literally on LinkedIn just hit me up just now, <laughs> you know, in reference to uh, referrals. So that's what I was saying. And, um, you know, they they, they feel they felt that I, I stole their VIP matchmaking. But like I say all the time, if you Google VIP matchmaking, you're going to see about 40 damn matchmakers come up. I mean, that's just what it is. It's not like something that they coined or trademarked. No, they're like, everyone does VIP matchmaking. So, you know, I didn't say that during the episode, but that's really what it is, right? And then, of course, you saw the school. Well, I did not know you guys were making a school. You know, how am I supposed to know? I'm not a mind reader, right? So it was just it was just a coincidence at my party where we were, um, you know, talking in reference to a, a possibility of starting a school that they were already in the makings of one. So it, it added intrigue and a little drama. So it is what it is. I, I was totally stunned, though. It, it it, it, it took me for a, a ride, put it that way. Ming, you had some facial reactions during that statement. Is there anything you want to say? Oh, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys find like throughout the season? What was harder? I mean, like, it's a hard job. Like we just talked about all the things you face with your clients. You know, was the drama more difficult with your clients, some of which you had a fire, or was it really with each other during this show? I would say with each other, hands down, um, because you can control your client. This is your client. It's your business. You can say, we're, um, we're going to part ways. I'm done with you and be done with it. But we're like having to force ourselves to be around each other. And sometimes you didn't like each other. That was definitely hard. Well, I just want you to know that I loved everyone. And I just don't understand where the drama oh boy. Is from. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Listen, I don't let me fool everyone, you. And I don't even know what happened. I'm just there. Don't let Ming fool you. So you saw, I think it's on this episode, you saw where she called me low budget. No, that's going to be coming up. That's yeah. in the teaser. That is not, now you know. I, I didn't You'll see, see David, you'll see. 
I didn't, I didn't save it. I didn't say it like that. Well, so. not not that I'm taking Ming's side shit because you know you and I go way back, but <laughs> you you did make a reference to the fact that maybe her establishment was a prostitution yes. ring. I think where these that was a madam, a modern day a madam. Yes. <laughs> She didn't even say madam, but she, she might as well should have said it, right? I said oh, that was so funny. But you know, David, I have a lot to say about that. You know, when people are not accustomed to or exposed to certain things in life, they only can comprehend what they know. So Shay said exactly what she's accustomed to dealing with. It's not true, but that's where her where she can relate. Oh so my God! Now I, you know what? I want to be on my best behavior for you, David. So I'm just gonna was, not hey, David, respond. This is why I, I was between the whole season, bro. I'm gonna take the high road and not respond. Well, but I when, took it when, when they do show, I took it obviously, you but, but you can't speak to what I've been exposed oh, my to. Heart. You well, can't you speak can't, to. Well, I'm just saying, if you holler and pimp because somebody's making money, then what do you want me to think? Oh um, my gosh! I'm just not gonna respond. I'm not gonna respond. <laughs> Listen, you never feel you need to be on your best behavior here behind the velvet rope. Oh, but boy. how about this? If you guys, like, I mean, I know not everyone's single, but if each of you had to choose one of the others, and we could throw the duo in here too, who would you choose to match you up? You have to choose one of you guys or the duo if you were single. Ooh, Let me see. If I want to go, <laughs> I want to go 80 and up, do I want to go low? Uh, not, um, Low income, or do I want to go? Oh, boo. Um, <laughs> none of us would match me, first of all. And second of all, um, David, if you watch the show, you will see my answer. So if you watch the show, you will actually oh, see my answer boy. to that question. I saw coming up, you do go to the duo. I do, yes. Uh, me personally, actually, I want them all to try to match me, right? Because I date. Like, if you line all the women up that I've ever dated, you would think that I'm, like, five different types of dudes, right? Because I don't have a certain type. I go off of energy. I go for, off of personality, you know, character, and things of that nature. So I'm sure every all of them have somebody in their database that will appease my dating uh, urges. Put it that way. That was awesome. That was, so awesome. That was, good, that that was, was so a great answer. I definitely feel like I can match Joseph because I know him better than everybody. So I really definitely feel like I get him and I know the type of woman that will work best for him. And I also always know when the woman is not going to work for him. And I let oh him boy. know that whether he takes my advice or not, he comes back and go, Shay, you were right. Oh boy. <laughs> Everybody can't be like you. Right. I know. <laughs> what, what about you, Ming? Do you think you would kick Joseph out of your service if you took him on as a client? Um, you know, Joseph is a really nice, sweet person, but he can be a little sensitive. Oh, boy. <laughs> Very sensitive. She's right. I don't know what that would end up being. <laughs> so, he Look, I, I, I'm sensitive. not sensitive. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's not, it's not sensitivity. What is it? It's, 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 it's blunt. I'm very blunt. There's a difference. He's emotional. He's very emotional. He is. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. Well, um, okay. <laughs> we do see you dating someone, Paris, during the show. I mean, what is the status? Are you still with Paris? Um, I'm not talking about personal lives right now. <laughs> <laughs> just go business. back to what I said, David. If I said if I said it wasn't gonna work, just I'm Man, right. Let's talk business, bro. Let's talk business. 
Okay, let's talk business. What about the claim? And I don't, I forgot who made it during the pilot episode that, you know, you like to use your own like dating website and your database. You said dating your inventory to be specific. Yeah, yeah. I made that claim. I made it. Kelly Kelly said I date my inventory. Okay, so I'm going to correct Shay. Shay said I've been with three women. It's been two. Two. The other woman was from your Facebook group. No, she was not on my app. She was not on my app. So I met two women off my app and I had great long relationships with those women. Okay. So with that being said, yes, let long is five years and three years. So with that being said, three years, that was barely two. Okay. Two years. I'm sorry. Five years and two years. Okay. With that being said, thank you, Shay, for uh, correcting me. Uh, With that being said, I take, I, I practice what I preach. I tell all singles to be on at least two or three dating apps. And personally, there's only maybe two or three dating apps out there that I would actually join, which is mine and a couple others. I'm not going to give the competition no clout, but uh, yeah, so that's what I do. You know, I go on two or three different dating apps and if it happened to be, I meet someone on my app, then guess what? Let's have fun with it. Yeah, well, unlike Joseph, I don't get high off my own supply. So even though I have a very extensive database here in Atlanta, I don't date my own folks. I just don't. There's a difference, but there's a difference between a day nap and matchmaking like database. I've never went in my matchmaking database and be like, "Oh, let me but pick her." But you said you use your app as your database. You already said that. That's so different. It's the same. There's, you no, it's not the same. In your, in your app, you, it's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. Every person on my app can become a prospect, a candidate for someone in my matchmaking, but they're not automatically a candidate, or they're not oh, automatically. He, it's semantics. Move on, David. It's semantics. <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> like, wait, what? He, he, he just spinning around in a circle to and, say and why, he does why, get high off his own wait, supply. Wait, and why wouldn't I go to RBL? It's the best day now for black singles out there to me, right? So recover. why wouldn't I? You better recover. <laughs> you better recover. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not recovering. I'm just keeping it facts. She's doing good. Keep recovering. David, keep going, bro. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you guys, you know, said, let's give a shout out to our locals like RHOA. Like, do you know any of our, you know, wonderful friends, you know, like Marlo, Kenya, Sheree, Nini? Do you know the Atlanta Housewives? Well, I had the opportunity to work with a couple of them this season. So hopefully you'll get to see that. <laughs> so I work with a couple of them. Um, I have, I have a plan so that you know, Candy and um, Kenya will want to set up a play date with me because I have a two-year-old, a three-year-old little girl, and I want I want her to be besties with Kenya and um, Candy's little girl. So that's my plan. But no, I don't know them. Of course, I've seen Candy out and about in the city. Um, she's the home girl, but she's you know I don't know her yet. But wait for it. We're gonna have a play date soon. Okay, you gotta put it in existence. I'm speaking yeah. it in the atmosphere. Let's yeah. put that out there. Well, what about, you know, listen, Kenya, you know, we've all watched her her story over many years. You know, it hasn't worked out between her and Mark Daly. Like, what do you think? I mean, you guys are the experts. What do you think Kenya needs in, in a man? Oh boy. You know, honestly, if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, I would definitely think Ming should match Kenya. I think she would be a great matchmaker for her. I was actually going to work with her. However, Kenya is still going through her divorce. So she cannot be matched with anybody at this point. But I think Kenya has a very strong personality. But, you know, underneath all of that, she's a really sweet person. And I know everything you see on this season and beyond that, she she puts on this, 
face, you know, of chaos sometimes, but she's a really deep inside. She's a sweet person. So um, I think uh, she take, it takes a very strong, let me say this, reality TV stars, especially women, it's hard because it takes a certain type of man that's going to want to be in the limelight, who wants to be out with you all the time, who wants a woman who's always on magazines or being interviewed. It takes a lot. So it takes a really solid man, you know, somebody who's real comfortable and very secure to be able to do that. And a guy who's okay with letting that woman uh, grow, you know? Um, and sometimes that's tough to find. You have to find a perfect one. What about, you know, Nene Leakes? Greg, unfortunately, passed away. What? Well, maybe because... I mean, she's not single really, anymore. Yeah. She's actually dating a, 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 someone I know. Fashion that, designer, yeah. It, yeah. I'm just saying that I feel, you know, for me, I'm a little discreet. You know, I felt like it could have been a few months before you kind of just sashayed out with your new man, you know. But, you know, who am I? Who am I? Everybody does things differently. Um, you know, I just have to be real careful about what I say. I want to say some things, but I don't want to come back and bite me in my butt. So I'm going to just keep it and end it right here. I'm going to sip my tea. Right, well, I'm going to get my butt chewed out. You guys are home while eating potato chips watching. That's not going to happen. <laughs> As Shay sips her tea, listen, I'm not tricking you. I just had to say two things. One, we're all friends here. So you could say whatever here behind the Velvet Rope. <laughs> And second, I mean, I believe what you're saying is you feel that Nene came out with her new man in the really public eye a little too soon. Nene, goodness gracious. But yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. I was like, okay, so girl. Basically what I'm trying to say is that it's hard to develop a, a new relationship that fast. Is that what you're trying to say, me? It was fast. It was fast. You know, and I, I have to, I have to stand up for, for her because you know Georgia Peaches have to stick together. But I'm gonna say, although I agree that for the public that was a little soon, I don't, I think if she, because we don't know how long Greg has been sick and how long she might have let him go a couple years ago. Let's say she knew that he was on his deathbed, he's on his way out. She said her goodbyes because this man that's laying here is not the one, right? We don't know what happened personally in her home. Um, so that when he did transition, she was already ready. We don't know if she's already done that work to let him go. So although I agree it might have been too early for the public, if you feel that you're ready and you've done the work emotionally and internally, you can move on, but maybe you don't tell everybody that you've moved on. What? Well, I was going to ask you also, just to, what about Marlo? I mean, we have Marlo Hampton. Now she has her peach. Do you guys have any thoughts on what Marlo needs in a man? Rich, white. <laughs> what? That's what? her type. Ming, I would say I would send her to Ming too. Let Ming match her too. Men. She only dates well, white. Are you sure about that? She only dates white men. Ming is that what you saying? It's been rumored that that's her sugar daddy. Oh wow. Marlo is definitely about the. Y'all giving all the tea. I don't know none of this stuff, David. They just let me all in, bro. I, I but from my know. perspective, Marlo is right up Ming's alley. I would definitely refer her to Ming to be matched. Okay. So you she don't want no real black love, Shay? Is that what you're saying? I don't think so. <laughs> I think Marlo is open to having love, but she is open to diversity, which she has done in the past from what I've heard. Um, um, I can't say for sure, but from what I've heard, she's definitely open to diversity and definite, definitely open to men who are wealthy, who are doing well for themselves. 
That makes a lot of sense. And before we move on, I just have to ask you because Sheree Whitfield is back on Atlanta. Sorry, Joseph, we'll move on to a topic I can in- involve you in too after this question, but Sheree is back. You know, she was dating Tyrone, her ex, after he got out of prison. I don't think they're together anymore, but I just want well, this. You could weigh in on this too, Joseph. Like, where are we all with, you know, prison records? It, okay or move on not okay um me personally just a little bit background i actually worked in the prison before i've actually used to be a probation officer i know people look at me like no there's no way but yeah so i do know that people can change i've seen it directly um i was a a case manager in a prison and i had some great men that reformed themselves from their prior experiences right so i say you know with women i tell women all the time just make sure you do your due diligence right before you uh, go that down that path. But there are some great men that come out of prison and reform themselves and, and become great contributors to society, become businessmen, you know, all the time you see it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stories out there that men are coming out of prison and, and doing great things for society, uh, for the children, um, starting businesses, uh, churches, all that stuff. But I mean, there's also the bad apples as well, right? You know, don't, don't, you know, have a man come out because you just want somebody and uh, he tells you everything you want to hear and then you end up in a, a situation where you're getting used and abused. Yeah, no, I agree with Joseph, especially when you think about the fact that there are a lot of men who are falsely accused and maybe didn't do anything at all. So one, people can be rehabilitated and two, some people didn't do anything and just ended up, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and ended up in jail. So I don't think you can just like throw a hole, like throw everybody a wide net and say, anyone who's gone to jail is a no-no. I would not do that. I think every person has to be evaluated on a case-by-case basis. Um, You know, but of course, if somebody's doing criminal activity, like Apollo, for example, Phaedra's ex, you know, then that's probably somebody I would steer away from. And I run background checks on all my clients. So that those people wouldn't come up in my, in my options for you as a client anyway. I've actually had, um, I've actually had a guy, you know, she may not take more, but I've actually had a, a, a client, a female client, and we we found a really, really great guy for her. And once we did the background check, we, we noticed he had some issues in his past. But these are like 20, 20, 30 years ago. Right. And they weren't too egregious to the point where it's like, oh, no, you know, like those big crimes. It, it wasn't big crimes. It was small crimes. And uh, we presented it to our client. And she's like, yeah, I would love to meet him. And actually, guess what? They're still dating today. So, I mean, it's a case by case case scenario you know absolutely for, for i just me, know for that me. for me if i pay thousands of dollars don't bring me a criminal that should no, if i meet him on my own <laughs> that's one thing but if i'm giving you thousands of dollars don't present a criminal to me sir thank you <laughs> well <laughs> me and my clientele when we do background checks i am i have to disclose the information to my clients and once i disclose that information they can choose whether they want to go on a date with that client or not but they it's up to them but i have to disclose it correct what about you know because you guys talked about background checks you know all three of you what about like we have in the bravo world lala ken she was dating someone randall emmett i don't know how familiar you are with this they broke up now lala has not gone to a matchmaker yet but she is using, she's come out. I mean, this is public knowledge. She uses private investigators now to date because she was with someone who was just a totally different person than she thought. Are you guys in favor of like what Lala's doing and using private investigators on your own? I am totally opposed to it because right now we live in a day where people are insane. (laughs) 
know, you don't know what you're getting anymore. I mean, even if you, if you, you can be with somebody for a hundred years and you still not know them, but it's very important. I think that you do some research and background on people. I mean, I know you have single moms, you have, you know, all kinds of situations. So yeah, you want to know who you're getting in, in, in a relationship with. What are you doing? No, absolutely. I agree with Ming. Um, you know, listen, if you have nothing to hide, why would you be a, a worried about that? Like, I don't care if somebody said, oh, Shay, I did a whole extensive background check on you. I hired a private investigator. Good. Now, can we go on on our date? Because I know I have nothing out there. But if you, you would only care if you had something to hide. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I don't know why it would be a big deal, personally. Right. And, and, and truth be told, you don't have to go that route of private investigator if you don't have the money for it. I tell all, especially all women, I tell them to do a background check. You could do that for literally $19 on the internet. There's about four or five different websites that I use personally, but anyone can use, right? And you can get at least the basics. You can actually find out a lot more than you thought you could about a person through a $19.99 um, search, background search, right? Um, so you don't have to go three or four months down the road and then all of a sudden you find out, okay, he... He's an embezzler or, you know, he has he's divorced three or four times. That stuff is public records. You can find that stuff out easily. Absolutely. Well, when nice. you come to me, I have a special background check. So I don't want you to waste your $19. Come to me and get your special background check. For $100,000, me? <laughs> Man, please. <laughs> If I, if I pay you $100,000, I want a DNA test, an STD test, a credit right. check. Oh, oh my God. God. I'm going to need a second born for that. All of it. All the above. I have a range from $25,000 to $100,000, okay? Don't forget, okay. okay? Okay. All right. What is your special background check? What What is that into help? Well, they would have to come see me and pay the money to see. Pay <laughs> $100,000 to find out. Well, speaking of, you know, $100,000 and high-end matchmakers, you know, way back in the day, we had Patty Stanger, yeah. you know, the millionaire matchmaker. Did any of you, are, were any of you familiar with her? Did any of you reach out to her for advice, having been on Bravo? She was actually one of my professors when I went through the um, Matchmaker Institute. She actually trained one of my courses. So I love Patty Stanger. I have seen every episode of Millionaire Matchmaker. In fact, that's why I named my business Middle Class Matchmaker. I really wanted to do it a whole, you know, to, to a different level, but I love her. I love her a lot. I don't like her. I've heard her a couple of times on Clubhouse and she's pretentious as hell. Um, she, she's not to write to me either. So I don't know. I just, you know, I, I go I go off of what people give me, you know? Yes. I do now. He says she's not too bright. <laughs> Ming, do you have any thoughts? I mean, the way she was telling people to date was like, what, are people literally listening to this? Hey, I had like 900 people in the room and they're listening to this woman giving them the worst dating advice I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but when you're be, paying a million dollars, I mean, I really think it's this on another clubhouse, level. Hey, this was Clubhouse. Like, these are people in Clubhouse she was giving this advice to. This wasn't her, her clients. These were people in Clubhouse. I can only remember looking at an episode where they were actually going to match her. Did you guys see that one? I yes. think her team. And they picked she was in a relationship when I saw it. No, they picked three guys for her and she picked the worst one for herself. That told me a lot. Okay. I was like, why would you pick him? He is so not interested in you. It was the craziest thing. So I was like, I don't think I would want her to match me <laughs> yeah. from that. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, you know, David, when matchmaking was born, it was born uh, 
it has roots, obviously, um, in different cultures. People, you know, there was always a grandma that was matching people. But when the matchmaking industry was born, it was for the elite. It was for who could afford it, right? That's traditionally what matchmaking is about. Um, and so, honestly, and it still is. It still is. That is the industry. It's for who can afford it. Um, so I get it, and I'm all for it. But I wanted to do something different because I thought that love should be for everybody. And it shouldn't just be for, you know, who could afford it. Everybody deserves love. Do you guys have certain, like, I know we made a lot of references earlier to like Beyonce and Jay-Z and Denzel, like when people come in, I mean, who are the people that are most, like, if I came in, I'm right between the two ages, I would tell you, I'm open to a Jaden Smith or a Will Smith. That's just me personally. That's what I, who do you guys get celebrity wise? Is there certain people you get more than others? Um, As far as uh, matching them up? Well, like, okay, I want someone that, you know, like, oh, what's your type? Oh, my type's Beyonce, my type's... Right, so, David, that's one of my questions. I'll say, who was your childhood crush as a celebrity? Yeah. Because it gives about who you're attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. right. Not saying that we're going to find you that person, but it gives an idea of who you may be attracted to. Yeah, yeah. And so, so who do you get, like, who, like, is there, you know, do you hear Denzel more than any, you know, is it be, like, do you hear certain celebrities all the time, like, more than others? I personally don't. I hear some celebrities I haven't even heard of. I actually have to Google them. <laughs> mine, mine range because I have my clients are so different. You know, they're from different places, different countries. You know, they're so different that it ranges for me. Yeah. I get a lot of people who want, um, you know, Barack and Michelle Obama. <laughs> you know, women who want their Barack and, and women who want their, their Michelle opposite. Men who want their Michelle and women who want their Barack. I get that a lot. And, um, you know, honestly, like I always say, you know, are you going to be willing to do what Michelle did? You know, Michelle left her high powering job to go into the White House with Barack. A lot of women who are very successful are not willing to do that. You know, so it's like, are you willing to do what these people did to have the relationships they had? I don't know. Most people aren't. That makes a lot of sense. Last two or three questions, I promise. How do you guys handle like social media and like Google, you know, like you introduce people and now it's not, you know, you can go and Google someone, whether they're in the public eye or not. And you were interested in someone. And by the second date, you're like, well, let me tell you what I just found out through the Google search. Does that happen a lot? And how do you handle that? Well, I'm going to Google people before, like I'm going to Google them before I introduce you to them. So I would already have done that. Plus, you know, I'm doing a background check because I feel like when people pay you, they're paying you for, they want this service. They want you to give them someone, you know, that they couldn't find on their own. Right. Um, So with that in mind, I'm going to do my due diligence before introducing you at the same time. Could somebody slide through the crack? Absolutely. And then if, if that happened and they go, Hey, you know, I researched this person and he turned out he's, you know, a criminal or whatever, then I'll just give you another person. That makes a lot of sense. And what about, you know, you, we talked about things people do wrong. Where does, cause I mean, I just, you know, amongst groups of people I know, where does like fooling around too early in the dating process and or getting completely drunk on a date. I mean, those are not necessarily the same thing. Sometimes they go very hand in hand, but (laughs) what is your advice? And what do you think about that? Either fooling around too early in the meeting process and or getting totally drunk on a date. Yeah. I, I personally tell um, all clients singles period, you know, no more than one drink. 
I've actually been a victim myself of doing it. Like had two or three drinks and like, oh, you know, <laughs> what happened, right? They took a hand of you. Is that what you're saying? We're, we're going to go with that mean. We're going to go with that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, at the most, one drink at the most, if, if you can help yourself, right? Because um, you, you don't want to, you know, sometimes when you get inebriated, of course, you know, you get more loose. Just put it that way. So, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the, these kinds of rules. Like, you know, I think if you're being your authentic self, whatever that is, is what somebody needs to evaluate. So if you're a drinker, they need to see that up front and know this is not what they want to sign up for. Like, don't try to hide it. This is like, show up authentic. Now I do ask if you're an alcoholic beforehand. So I would have already assessed that. But if you're not, and you're just a social drinker, you know, drink, have fun. If y'all want to have sex on the first date, Go for it. We're adults. Like I'm not in the business of policing people or giving them rules. I think it's archaic. That's just my personal opinion. Well, I must be archaic. I try to tell my clients, you know, you can do whatever you want to do or what you have to work with. But I try to tell them, wait until you get married. Oh, wait until you have a I, ring. I'm not that archaic, but go no, ahead. No, that's archaic. I do. I do. I do. And it's not going to happen for everybody, but that is what I will say. Right. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? See, to me, you know, what you want. you have to evaluate. You don't want to lock yourself into somebody and then find out he can't perform. But He's you, you two inches long. He has well, a microphone. I'm not going to sign up for that. You can find hold yourself to people on every new person that you meet and nothing happens. So it can go both ways. So I'm not signing myself up and I don't know what you're working let, with. That's let, not let gonna happen. Both of them, as a woman, right? And I'm a man, as a woman, I tell all women do not give it up on the first date because the first thing in that man's mind is she's a jump off, right? And he's gonna have to convince her, convince himself that she's not. But that's a that's a whole nother process, right? To Shay's point, I get it. You don't wanna be settled down with somebody for six months, they have terrible sex, you find out six months later. But to me, I'm not waiting to marriage to find out it's, it's, it's terrible sex. So no, I'm, I'm, in definitely not. Both, I'm in between both of them. You know what? No, we're saying the same thing, Joseph, because I don't say do it on the first date either. But it could be generational, Ming. Maybe we're in a generation that is different than your No, there's, there's nothing wrong. There's it's nothing not wrong. that big of a generation I, gap. No, we're not that big of a generation, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. It all starts now. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Shay. Let's go. Hilarious. Yes, yes, and yes. Look, again, we could all agree to disagree. Exactly. And then as we wrap up, I just want to, you know, as people watch like Love Match Atlanta, like what do you want them to take away, you know, from this first season, like from each of you, like your businesses, love, matchmaking, just all of it. Like, what do you want people to get out of kind of like each of you could be personal, it could be business, whatever. I'll go first. (laughs) Okay. For me, I just feel like, you know, this coming to the experience was very, very different. It's I've never experienced it before. So Letting people into your personal life was really challenging for me, but you know, I tr- I'm trying to be a matchmaker who lives what she says, and you'll see I go through some challenges, but I'm really pushing for success 
in my, you know, I can't tell you the show, but I'm, I'm pushing for success. And that's what I do in my relationships because it's so easy for us to get in situations. I quit, I quit. Let's go to the next one. Let's go next, 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 let's go. And then you just have a list of relationships and you just end up nothing, you know? So I try to live what I preach. Um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But um, just being, uh, hopefully those, they'll, I can help some people, you know, going through some of the same things I've gone through in the show. And as, like I said before, it's like, I love the different personalities. Somebody is going to look at that show and they're actually going to relate to someone that's on there. So I love that. I like that. For, for me personally, I am so proud to demonstrate a single mom. Cause sometimes when people say single mom, they think somebody in poverty living in a shoebox. And, you know, I'm really proud to represent myself as a single mom who's, a, who's an entrepreneur, who's running successful businesses and um, helping people find love. I'm really, I'm really happy to show what that looks like, to show America a different view. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. Um, as far as love, I love that I my brand is really helping everyday people find love. And contrary to what people, what Ming may think, um, just because I serve a demographic doesn't mean that I'm a part of that demographic, but she doesn't know. Moving right along. I'm really happy to showcase that. Did you see that? Did you see how she threw that at me? And I was minding my business over here. <laughs> and you she gave such a nice your... answer. I know, Shay. You know what? Honestly, Shay, I respect what you're doing. Somebody has to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I respect what you're doing. Like I say on the show, if it's making you money, amen. I'm happy for you. I'm not. All right. Uh, what was the question, David? <laughs> Just as, you know, people watch this amazing first season, like what do you want them to take away? Like from you as a person, your business, RBL? Uh, you know, you know, just take away that all of us, you know, this is not an overnight success thing for us, right? Understand that we've been busting our butts and we really, really love love, all, all of us. We really, really love love and we are actually here to help people find love and give them, you know, a, a peace of mind that is still out there for them as well, right? Um, of course, they're going to get away, you know, they, they could take away the drama, um, you know, the ups and downs, but understand that we're all now friends, <laughs> We, we have our little quirkiness of our quirkiness about each other. We we throw jabs and stuff like that. Um, but we're, we we are we are friends and and we are in this on this journey together. This was scary for all of us. Absolutely, you know? yeah. This was this is something I never I never woke up a day in my life thought I would be on TV. Like no, Absolutely. especially a reality TV show. Yeah, and, I yeah, and being put me too. under a pressure cooker. <laughs> like, would you say me? I said I did. <laughs> and I've been no wanting to be on TV my whole life. My my major was uh, radio, TV, and film. I was an actor, a little kid in different okay. plays and stuff in schools. Like I've always wanted to be on TV, so this is a dream come true. Why? Well, well, I'll speak for myself. I'll yeah. speak for myself. I never thought I would be on TV a day in my life. I never thought my life would be under my scope. Uh, I know I'm a character. I know I'm different. I know I have a big personality. So you know, all that's gonna shine. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm accepting it as it goes. It's, it's going to be a fun ride. Put it that way. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun ride. Listen, here's my last words of advice. Next year, after this first season is such a hit and you guys all come back, yes. you know, A, don't change. That's, right. that's right. A. And Aww. B, and this is the last thing, is, you know, 
we have people, we have Erica Jane, you know, did she know about her husband, Tom Girardi? Yes. I don't know. We have Jen Shaw. Now the feds are involved. Yes. It's not, it's not always that severe. Sometimes yes. there's just a little, maybe there's, there was an affair or something. Sometimes it's not even that bad. So here's the thing, Joseph, Shay, and Ming, is there anything here today on behind the velvet rope? It doesn't have to be illegal. Anything in your past that you want to share with me? absolutely not not. (laughs) nothing (laughs) uh in my past i mean i've 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 dated a lot i've had a lot of women i mean that's about it (laughs) but but that's that i mean that's pretty much it i mean i you know i had fun as a single man when i'm a single man but i also you know i mean there's nothing in my past i was you know i'm hiding or anything that will come up like oh my god this is a this is a scandal no Never right. that. Never. I don't have anything like that either. Yeah, never that. I don't have anything like that either. I, you know, one of the things I'm curious about is I know people are going to drag us and they're going to come for us and, and say things. But Woo! honestly, honestly, I feel like we put it out there already. Like, they're, you know, yeah. I don't know what else they can find, but I'm sure they'll find something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, it's going to be fun watching it. Yeah. Listen, it was a great pilot. I loved it. I love the coming attractions. I think this show is going to be a huge hit. After Atlanta, great time slot. So like, congratulations to all of you. I've loved chatting with all of you. People are going to have so much fun. And I really appreciate all of your times. No, we thank thank you you so much for having us. This this was definitely fun. I appreciate it, bro. Anytime. Come back next season. Yes, we We will. Love you all, though. This was great. And and I'll tag you all and I'll share it for everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for thinking of us and inviting us to your show. Yes, Anytime. So much fun. All right, Thank I'll you, talk Sarah. first. I'll talk Thank to all you. of you later. Thank Bye. you, David. Bye, Take guys. care. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.